0: We're going to do a guided refiling meditation today, so make yourself comfortable, and this exercise is for you if you have a tendency to experience a big emotional surge in an everyday situation that doesn't call for such a strong reaction, or maybe you're just in a place right now where you're feeling sad or unhappy for no good reason. I will say as an aside before we begin that if you're thinking of a situation where your life really was under threat, or someone you love was in physical danger or has died, and the emotional reaction was appropriate to the situation, then you may want to use one of the other exercises or, better yet, speak to a mental health professional. If you're listening to this exercise, you're probably not a master of your emotions yet. And that means your emotional self, like an unruly dog, needs to be retrained. In fact, before we begin, I want you to pretend that your emotional self is like a clever little dog or a small child, maybe two or three years old. I like to use the name Annabelle for this part of ourselves, since when I was taught this technique by George Falcon, that was the name of a dog he once had, and he liked to use her as the stand-in for our emotional or subconscious selves. The principle here is that you are the master of your emotions. If you don't want a particular emotion in any given situation, you can drop it. But you have to realize you have the power to do this and then develop mastery of the dropping it. So, how do you do this? Like anything else you want to master, you have to practice. The idea is that your subconscious or emotional self has delivered up an emotion that she thought was right for the situation, but which your higher self recognizes, probably after the fact, is not right. And that creates behavior that isn't best for the circumstances. Your subconscious self does this because the events unfolding in your now remind her of another similar experience from the past, and she has filed that experience deep in your memory and connected it with the emotion that she is bringing forth in the situation at hand. But you can reprogram that connection. You can refile the memory-emotion connection. Fortunately, even just one or two short sessions a day over time is enough to make a material change in your level of self-control. Now, before we begin, I want you to recall a specific incident for us to work on. Think of a time when you got angry or you were hurt by someone, where you felt unhappy, fearful, anxious, lonely. Could be when you felt humiliated or trapped or overwhelmed by jealousy or greed or sadness. We're looking for an event where you reacted to the situation in a way that you aren't proud of or you would have liked to have behaved differently. Maybe you yelled at your kids or the store clerk or your spouse or you couldn't sleep because you were anxious about work or you were just feeling sad and lonely again. Or maybe you feel sad and empty right now. If so, just use that. Whatever the feelings were or are, make sure you have an actual incident that either happened recently or was intense enough that you can recall it vividly today. I want to make sure the image is fresh in your mind so that we can work with it. We're going to do an an exercise today that has five steps and it's going to train your mind to release the energy associated with that incident and allow you to free yourself from having those feelings in the future and repeating the behavior that goes along with them. You can pause the recording here if you need some time to think of a single specific situation or recall more of the details of the one you have in mind. Ready? Okay. Before we begin, don't forget you can do this exercise by yourself by going through the same steps in your mind, or you can listen to this recording again and allow me to do the work for you. Try keeping up the practice each day, most days of a week, until you see the results. As we progress, let my voice provide the energy and direction for your awareness. Let me guide you through each step. All right, when you're ready, make sure you're in a comfortable position that you can hold for a while and in a place where you're not going to be interrupted, and just close your eyes and relax. Take a few breaths to settle your mind. Let all tension and worry disappear. Just relax, 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 relax. And remember that we're going to do an exercise that will allow you to experience a happier, healthier, and more peaceful life. If you do these sorts of exercises enough, you will have more energy, you will feel better, you will sleep more soundly and consistently, and you will find that even your relationships will improve. You will have less stress and enjoy the best of life, all because you are learning how to be the master of yourself. All right, let's begin. I want you to recall whatever the situation is where you had a difficult time. The first step is to be honest about what is really happening in the scene. Ask yourself what is actually going on in the environment during the experience. As you replay the experience in your mind's eye, remove any opinion or interpretation about what is happening and be coldly descriptive using only first order data I use the phrase first-order data to describe whatever a camera or video device would record. Imagine the scene now. Do a review of it in your mind's eye. Replay the events and watch them unfold. Just make sure you strip it down to the most descriptive first-order data only. As you do this, imagine someone completely disconnected from the situation took a video of it, and you're watching it through their eyes. Play the experience back just as the video would capture it. And again, you're trying to avoid bringing up any stories or background that you have that connect to the scene or making any judgments about what emotions or memories are present. For now, just focus on the facts the events that are unfolding. Now that the memory is fresh in your mind, you are ready for step two. As you replay the memory, this time I want you to be aware of what feelings are present in you as the event unfolds. Be careful to not not get lost in the feelings and don't bring in in any stories or history other than what a camera would record. So bring back up the memory of the situation and be honest about what feelings are present. Now you need to try to separate the emotion from the feelings. There are thousands of feelings, but only a handful of emotions. So what I mean by that is we want to get to the emotion because that will tell us what your Annabelle, your emotional or subconscious self was trying to do. And when it comes to negative emotions, there are really only three options, anger, fear and depression. Was she giving you anger so that she could get your body to move forward into action? Was she delivering sadness to keep you still or fear to get you to run away from the situation or perhaps some combination of two or three of them? Emotions are e-motions or energy to move the body. That is their function. Again, try not to be distracted by the myriad of feelings that are probably present. There are way too many feelings to reach clarity, but all negative feelings boil down to just those three emotions. Anger, fear, and depression. We want to make clear which of the three possible negative emotions are involved, not the feelings. So ask yourself, what is the primary emotion present in the situation? Take all those feelings. Your body's having all kinds of feelings in the scene put them one into one of those three categories. I'm going to help you do that. Each emotion has its own spectrum of feelings. For example, fear could show itself as unease or panic or something in between like anxiety or worry. Anger could be irritation, frustration, or fury or something in between sadness or depression could make an appearance as feeling no enthusiasm or interest in anything. Loneliness, emptiness, or in the extreme, it could even be suicidal despair. Go back through the memory. What are the emotions? Fear, anger, or depression? All right, once that's clear, you're now ready for step three. Once you have in your mind which of those three emotions is dominant, I want you honestly to say to yourself, what in the moment of the situation is your interpretation or evaluation of what is going on? Until this interpretation overlay has been exposed, you can't move on to the next step. So let me give you an example of what I mean. Say your situation is that you can't sleep. So step one, the first order data is that you have a body that is lying in a bed awake and it's the middle of the night. Step two, the feeling in the body is anxiety, which means the emotion is fear. Step three, the story is whatever it is. Say that you have a tricky situation with a friend that you're worrying about or maybe a big meeting at work the next day. That's just an example. When you have those three elements in mind, The first-order data, the emotion, and the story. You're ready for the fourth step. I want you to replay the scene again from the beginning in your mind's eye, but this time, as you do so, I want you to point out the parts of the memory picture that show your Annabelle that the emotion that is coming up is not the right one for the situation. You You need to communicate with her at a level a child would understand as you do so. So use pictures as much as possible as you do this, or if you're speaking to her in your, in your mind, just use very simple language. I'll help you do that. So, for example, if the strongest emotion is fear, I will point out that you're not in a war zone or under attack in the scene. Does anyone have a knife or a gun? Was someone trying to physically harm you or kill you? If not, then fear is not the right emotion for your Annabelle to be producing. Remind her of that. If the dominant emotion is anger, I want you to remind your Annabelle that you are not in any danger, that you are safe and protected, that there is no threat to your life, that you have enough money to provide yourself with food, and you have a room to sleep in at home, and your family or friends are safe too. If the emotion is depression, I want to remind you that the job of depression is to keep the body from moving. In the situation you are remembering, there are two possibilities. Either there was no need to be still in the situation, and you can show that to Annabelle in pictures or explain it to her in very simple words, or maybe stillness was the right thing to do. For example, it's the middle of the night and you're lying in bed. But if that's the case, then remind Annabelle that she needs to choose a different feeling for that situation. Peace is probably the best one if the right behavior is stillness. Don't forget that no one has died. You yourself aren't about to die. You haven't been physically discarded or abandoned by your family or your friends. And you're not being forced to live your life fending off dangerous animals in the wilderness. There are people that love you, even if you don't know it right now. You have a safe place to sleep. You can provide your body with healthy, delicious food. You can connect and spend time with old friends and don't forget that with time, you will make new ones. You can share a meal or walk with a family member. You're safe and protected and cared for and loved. All right, you're now ready for the fifth and final step. Look at what the human bodies are doing in your memory of the situation. And with the benefit of distance, ask yourself, what is the right response? What are the best possible actions and feelings for that situation? Now imagine the situation happening again from the beginning, but this time as it unfolds, change the image, modify the memory, and watch yourself giving the perfect response. Now replay it again, watch the memory unfold and change the actions that you give to be the best actions in that situation. What feelings are appropriate? In my example from before of feeling anxious in the middle of the night, the appropriate action is a body sleeping. So in that example, you would imagine a picture of your body lying there, looking peaceful, sleeping serenely and deeply and comfortably. And you would tell Annabelle her job is to deliver the chemicals up to produce the body doing what she sees in that picture. Replay your scene, but imagine yourself reacting with just the right feelings, perfectly fitting the situation, with just the right actions, perfect for the situation. Now, one more time, last time, play the memory through again with the reactions, the thoughts, the feelings, the actions that best fit the situation. And you're done. Give Annabelle a big hug and tell her what a good job she's done in this practice. Well done. Before we end, I want to remind you that through this exercise, you're helping Annabelle file the memories with the right emotions so that she delivers the appropriate response in the future. She isn't very good at telling the difference between times. To her, a memory of something from another time and what is coming in real time from the senses look the same. You're training her to recognize the difference between first order data. That is what is happening in the now and the memory of something similar that happened in the past or the idea of something that might happen in the future. By practicing this refiling technique, you are creating the pathways in the brain for the memory or backstory to be disconnected from situations that look like those past events or imagined future ones. In this exercise, you've been listening to me and thinking about the past. Is the past first-order data? No. Your body's not in the past right now. First-order data is what is physically happening at each moment in time. The first-order data of your now is that your body is sitting or lying down listening to me. Could your brain remember the feelings as you replayed the memory? Of course. It's doing its job. And it's doing a very good job, but are those feelings first-order data? No. A body that is sitting or lying down can think about the past or the future, but... Is it the past or future happening as you're thinking about it? No, of course not. What is the first order data right now? Your body is sitting or lying down, listening and thinking. Whether you're thinking of the past or future, it's still just now. But when you're thinking or remembering, you've turned your awareness away from the window of the now that allows you to experience eternity. And you further confuse yourself by pretending that The first order data is telling you that you are in the past or future, and at that point, you have believed something that isn't true, and with that lie, you're on your way to losing your self-control. Keep practicing this exercise and the others like it, and you will unlock the perfection of the present moment and the power that is available to you through self-mastery. Don't be discouraged if it doesn't work the first time. Repetition is essential. All right. We're done for today.